Welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Morgan. I'm here joined by Pujix live from Canada. Hey there, my man. How's it going? Everything's great, man. How are you? Life is just, just, just wonderful. And we have a new guest on board. Her name is Floriana, and she's right here to tell us about a lot of great things. So, Floriana, how are you doing? Great, great. Glad to be here. Fantastic. So, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your background? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, um, I studied neuroscience and psychology at University of Toronto, and um, I'm currently living in Montreal, and I'm doing a master's in psychiatry um, with a focus on, essentially my research is on diabetes, uh, depression, and cognitive decline. That's amazing. Wonderful. So you have studied psychology, which is a science, and also neurology, and now psychiatry. So how do you mix it all together? And more importantly, why did you choose this path exactly? Mm. Um, I've always been interested in people. That's what I pay attention to the most in life. Faces, people, how people interact, emotions. So uh, psychology was just something that came to me naturally. It always felt easy. I always had questions, and I am I'm, I'm really, really still interested in psychology. Wow. Um, science is just brings another angle to understanding uh, the human mind. That's right. Better. And um, I got really into neuroscience when I read. Um, Uh, more about neuroplasticity and how the brain isn't just like a machine and it's very um it's very changeable and um that gave like that really made me interested in neuroscience um but i wasn't interested in doing research in neuroscience it's um it's very molecular and um it's hard to get the big picture sometimes Mm -hmm. i think we're still um it's still a big struggle to understand how the human brain functions. Absolutely and- amazing feel. I myself love neurology a lot. And since you talk about neuroplasticity, we're going to talk a lot about this right here, right now, regarding the issue of personality and whether or not it's fixed. So let's start off first with Pujix here. So Pujix, uh, how do you define personality? Well, that's a, that's a very generic question, so I'm going to try to answer it generically. But, uh, so, so when, uh, when you talk about personality, it's a set of characteristics that uh, you immediately get out of somebody's, uh, when you interact with somebody. For that's example, right. somebody's shy or somebody's uh, introvert, or you can say in, gen- in general, or that's right. Or, or they tend to, you know, uh, pause a lot when they talk, for example. Oh, my. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not really per- per- personality. That's not personality, personality, buddy, is it? Yeah, I don't know. Right. No, no, no. That's right. Uh, uh, that was a joke, but yeah. So, so the, these are like shyness, or you know, uh, which which we have those personalities which we're going to talk about. Uh, define uh, breaks people into two categories of extroverts and introverts in that sense. Fantastic. So now we have an expert here. So, Floriana, why don't you just go ahead right now and tell us uh, from your perspective what is personality and how do you distinguish different personalities? What are the criteria, the major criteria that separate people's personalities? Mm-hmm. So I. I'm still, I still have a lot of questions about it. Um, I, I don't know how to define personality and with like one definition, but I see it as, as the way that we present ourselves to others. And um, I'm not sure how, how, how much the personality that we present on the outside is the same as how what we feel on the inside. Interesting. And um, um, the most popular 
idea or the most popular distinction of personality have been the big five personality traits. That's right. And that that seems to distinguish people very clearly. So um, let me see if I can remember them all. It's extroversion, conscientiousness, um, open-mindedness. Um, what are the other two? I think love is one uh, of them, is it? Love? Love and desire for connection, that kind of stuff. Uh, no, here, let me just, I want to make sure I have... Um, we got a lot of different categories in here. We got to find one by one. <laughs> While you're looking for yeah, that uh, thing right sure. here, actually, uh, there there's right now a lot of debates uh, regarding the fact whether personality itself is a legitimate concept. Because there are many academicians uh, who might not agree with the concept of categorizing people with their personalities, because they believe in what earlier she mentioned regarding neuroplasticity and the fact that we can change uh, throughout our lives, and that personality creates this title, this uh, whole cover that is supposed to define us. But it's not necessarily that uh, concrete. Right. In that sense, I would agree with you. And I, sorry to interrupt, but I, I, in my personal, uh, personal opinion is that uh, people can go through different personality types throughout their lives. So at, at, a certain, at a certain time, I think, you can talk about their personality. But you can't talk about their personality when you knew them like 10 years ago and then come and say, okay, this guy is shy. Mm-hmm. He might not be anymore. Interesting. Yeah. So the the five traits are so openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. So, and essentially, men and women are supposed to be really different. Uh, on like, women are supposed to be higher in neuroticism, higher in conscientiousness, uh, extroversion, and agreeableness, while men are higher in openness. Um, I guess yeah, just an openness. Thank you very much. So you uh, guys you get four much. of the best, and we only get one. <laughs> Is that called feminism? Is that fairness? Come on, guys. That's not fair. Seriously. At, at, at least give us the conscientiousness as well. Come on. We work very hard. Come on. Be fair. Floriana, come on. You're a psychologist. Be fair here. Give us that conscientiousness as well. We work pretty hard. <laughs> that's right very well fantastic pretty well so uh, i also heard uh, about uh, this myers-briggs personality uh test so what do you think about this floriana regarding myers-briggs and the fact that it's it, it gives you like this title made of four letters like introverted i, I just did this recently um i think it's a dangerous test it's um wow. we were talking about it a few friends a few days ago about how it's not as valid as we think um because a big issue is how we see ourselves and who we actually are mm-hmm. so what is my answer in the questions in the test how organized am i i'm it depends i i'm organized in certain areas less organized in other areas sure i like I can answer somewhere in between, but there's other parts of us. Am I really extroverted? I like to think that I am really extroverted because I like being around people. Mm-hmm. But is that is that how I want to see myself? Is oh. that how I uh, how I express myself on the outside, or is that really who I am? And so it's. I feel like to be able to. You have to really know yourself really well mm-hmm. to be able to get four letters, but then we're also changing all the time. That's right. So it's, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it just because I've noticed when I answer. 
makes sense. So we're going to stick with that five, uh, basically, categories that you mentioned earlier. And let us first define all uh, five of those so we can actually grade ourselves here. So you mentioned oh, one is uh, extroversion versus introversion. One is agreeableness. One is conscientiousness. One is neuroticism. And what's the fifth one? Openness, right? Uh, yes. So let's first define the first element. How do you define uh, extroversion versus introversion? I mean, who is an extrovert? Who's an introvert exactly from a psychological point of view? Um, can you repeat the last part? Who is uh, an extrovert or an introvert from your perspective? How do you know if this person is an extrovert or an introvert? I mean, the way it's described, it's an extrovert is somebody that gains energy when they're around other mm. people. Mm. Um, so if they're alone and they don't have the chance to socialize, they feel very low. Exactly. And uh, uh, they're not the best version of themselves. But somebody who is introverted, um, it takes a lot of energy for them to be around other people. And mm -hmm. they prefer, uh, they, they gain energy and inspiration when they're on their own. Fantastic. So uh, now let's, let's categorize ourselves in this, in this field. Let's go back to Pujiks here. So Pujiks, are you an extrovert or an introvert? I think I'm really on the borderline. We talked about this a little before. And actually, right before you joined the conversation, Dan, I was actually talking to Floriana about this. And I was telling her about like my program, I'm studying physics and all that. And she was telling me that it doesn't, it strikes me somehow as contradictory because stereotypically, at least, like the physics people and math people are uh, tend to be more, uh, you know, uh, introverted. And by tend to be, you mean like, 99.99% of all of them are introverted, right? <laughs> I cannot think of a single mathematician or a physicist that I know who is not an introvert. Well, Albert Einstein actually was pretty, pretty interesting in terms of his extroversion lifestyle. He That's was right. an introvert, you could say that, but then he was also a social person to the extent that of my knowledge, at least. Yeah. So that, that's also the, the point here, because she was telling me that you doesn't strike me as like at least, at least introvert enough <laughs> to wow. be going after those skills and like them. Interesting. So, so that's the problem with me. Like, yeah, well, sort of. So, so to answer your question, eventually, I will actually tell you this: that I can be be by myself for long enough that most extroverts can't. But I would take a lot of joy and a lot of energy socializing, comparing notes, essentially like uh, you know, changing, uh, exchanging ideas, chatting with people. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm both. I I don't know. Well, maybe actually, I'm I heard I, the term. Category. I've heard the term ambivert. <laughs> as something that strikes a balance between introvert and extrovert, as ambivert. And I want to ask now, Floriana, about this matter. Is this proven scientifically among psychologists and psychiatrists to do the term, uh, do the terminologies such as ambivert or both introvert and extrovert? Do these things actually exist? Or in this science, you're either this or that. You're either in, uh, introverted or extroverted. So uh, from what I've learned in psychology so far, it's uh, you're either introverted or extroverted or, I mean, there is an in-between, but what's the point of, it's it, the most uh, people I've talked to lately, everybody seems to, not everybody, but the majority of people seem to fall in between. So if, if the average, if the norm is that people are somewhat in between, then, then it's not a good way of categorizing personalities by extroversion and introversion. Interesting. Um, 
So you're saying it's about categories. You're saying it's about categories. So if we give the title ambivert, then psychologists will have no, they have nothing to do. Like, dude, uh, my job was to tell you if you're an extrovert. Now I've got no job. Come on, seriously. So are you saying that that's, uh, that's this issue or there could be some balance in between technically and scientifically? Um, uh, I think, I think there can be some balance. I just, I, I'm really, I don't really believe in extroversion and introversion. Oh, uh, interesting. I, yeah. I, um, I think we're a bit more complex than that as humans. Wow. Right. Um, so, one, so you, one, yeah, go for it, huh? It's actually a really long point, but, um, having immigrated from another country at a, at a, like a prepubescent age, uh, but at an age where I felt like I was, I knew myself well enough. Um, I realized how um, I became more open. I, I became more conscientious. I became more introverted. Wow. Because when you go into a new culture and you can know when you, you want to talk to people, you want to express yourself, but you don't have the language to do it. You, people don't understand you. It's a different culture. Wow. You know, you can't express yourself externally. So you learn to kind of gather energy and be inspired on your own and spend more time by yourself. Um, and so even like, uh, uh, Puja was saying before that, um, like he can spend a long, he's extroverted, but he can spend a long time on his own. I used to be extremely extroverted when I was young, but I can spend a long time on my own now because I've, I've learned to do that. I know that I can't connect with everybody and there's social situations where I gain a lot of energy and there's social situations where I feel like my energy is um, being depleted. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's and then also like incredible. you... When you immigrate, like you tend to become more agreeable in one sense because you you just want to fit in. You want to be like everybody else because you are so different. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm I'm kind of because I've had this experience I and I've seen myself change. Um, that I'm not sure this is the best way for us to to distinguish different personality types. Wow. Interesting. So you're saying that right now, the whole notion of categorizing people and giving them titles, let's say introverted or extroverted, is not correct because we are always changing and evolving. And that's what you think. So Pujik, do you agree or disagree? I, I kind of agree with that. And my perspective on the matter is that I, I look at these extroversion and introversion as sort of like a skills. And the, the thing is, for example, if you... If you have a let's call it initial state, meaning sometime you got uh, you became aware of yourself, and uh, now you're 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 you you consider yourself at that point an introvert, or you tend to be more introvert, then then that means that you tend to have a good time on your own. Then you keep doing that, and you get really good at it. But you don't get good at being an extrovert, meaning socialize and and be around people and get get energy at that. So you, you're basically in a cycle feeding that introversion skill because you keep doing it, uh, doing it because you're good at it and you get better at it. So the di distinction between that introversion skill and that this is, by the way, my opinion. This is by no means scientific. Uh, the difference between that extroversion skill and uh, introversion skill uh, drastically uh, gets farther, and you can actually classify that person as introvert but then if you actually go out about it and start 
practicing that quote unquote skill of extroversion, you may actually bring that up as well. You know, this is something very nice, Pujix. You said the skill, and I completely agree with you in this regard that there is a skill. We can learn to enjoy time alone. We can learn to enjoy being with people. However, I would like to say in this regard that I personally do believe in introversion, extroversion from a neurological point of view. So here's my perspective. Hear me out. I believe that our brain basically is uh, th- it changes and evolves over time obviously thanks to neuroplasticity and through the events that we experience in life but i really believe that the major difference between introverts and extroverts is how much stimulation their brains need okay generally when you're in a social environment you are receiving a lot of stimulations from the environment on the other hand, when you're alone, you receive far less stimulation from the environment. And I think certain, uh, basically, extroverted brains tend to thrive on that stimulation. So I myself, for example, as you have probably already guessed, I'm an extrovert. And uh, as an extrovert, I need few things in my life on a regular basis. I need to exercise on a regular basis. I need that level of stimulation physically. I need to be with people. If I'm in the room all day long and I'm not doing something super absorbing and super exciting, then I will definitely go crazy, right? Why? Because I my brain needs that level of stimulation from the environment. Whereas an introvert, the brain structure of an introvert oftentimes requires less stimulation from the environment and less stimulants in general. So because of this, for example, if I want to write a book or like write a paper or something, I will do a much better job if I'm, let's say, in a cafe surrounded by people and I hear this uh, basically ambient sound and all these conversations, this stimulates. But if I sit in a, you know, a silent room, I literally go crazy after 30 minutes and I can't write anymore. Like, like that's, that's basically about that level of stimulants that your brain needs to somehow receive. So that I understand, and I, I think I can, I, can, I can agree with you on that. But the problem with this is when you can bring it to the, the context of personality tests, I think people have, a, like majority of people, have a very bad judgment on whether it's actually a brain structure that they're an extrovert or a brain structure that they're an introvert, etc. It's just their tendency, rather, or their skill set, rather, than their brain structure. So you, you, you're the extreme case, and you can – when you're extreme case, that's easy. You can understand that, but but majority of people are don't fall into the extreme categories. Interesting. I think that our brains wire a certain way based on our experiences. That's right. So, if in the past, uh, when you've been in social, like growing up, if you've been in social situations and you've had bad experiences where it's been draining, and so then you learn that when you're on your own, um, that's your brain just like your brain feels too overwhelmed mm-hmm. to be outside. You perceive things; it's it's too much. So then you you prefer uh, to be on your own. But somebody who's extroverted can manage that. And I think it's more wiring than rather than like the brain structure. So, and by wiring, I mean that we can rewire our brain. And um, I don't think these traits are sub- like static. I think that we can change them through wow. practice. And I think that's I completely agree with you guys that it's a skill, and that's why I don't like it that people are um, defining themselves based on these uh, personality traits. It's more like, who do we want to be? And like, are you happy being more introverted or extroverted? What's holding you back? Um, And then just going, like gaining a new skill. I think that's what's... um, the key thing but yeah i that's why the myers-briggs test i'm i'm kind of like okay like this is how you define yourself now but interesting 
with, ahead, with go that ahead. particular thing, I, I, I want to be able to move on from this because we have so many things to cover. But just in, with respect to this particular test, I think that there's another problem, is, and that is, first of all, you're asking the person to answer about themselves. That's not necessarily my perception of me. That doesn't really necessarily uh, 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 is in in agreement with your perception of me. That's that's one thing. Secondly, that's right. Uh, yeah. Secondly, it, it's a binary question: Are you an extrovert or an introvert, or something like that? It's like yes or no. It's it's almost always yeah. neither yes nor no. It's mostly yes, so you say yes. But you're you're so for example you're ter you're translating that seventy percent yes to hundred percent yes. That affects your end result dramatically. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that I don't like about this. It's binary rather being a range. Great point. Great yeah. point. And overall, I, I get both of, you, both of you guys' points here. But what I want to now emphasize more on is that if we do not have the chance to categorize people in different personalities, then this will then create problem in terms of like uh, selecting a, a right employee or perhaps in matchmaking and dating and whatnot. So there's there's got to be certain things. I mean, right now you yourself, I mean, there are certain characteristics that you yourself like in yourself, in other people. And let's be honest, for example, let's say that one of your favorite hobbies as an introvert is to talk about certain artistic t trends in the 15th century for some very deep topic in a very dingy room drinking tea. Maybe I'm not going to be very interested. So let's be honest, guys. Right. There is that degree of basically compatibility among people. So certain people find it easier to be in touch with the others. So if you are an introvert, let's say you're an extreme introvert, then you will have a lot of trouble catching up with me. Let's be honest, because I'm an intense person. So if you imagine like we're talking <laughs> but, basically. But, that's the thing. but you know, guys, this is, this is my point. I think it's in an interview, it's more important to ask not what, what are you now, but who do you want to be? So, and then kind of looking at how ambitious and how how good these people are at following up with their goals. So, for example, if you're really extroverted, Dan, maybe I'm introverted, but like I'm going to learn a lot from you. Exactly, I was going to say that. Potential to become extroverted and like will fit in really well because you'll inspire me in a job. Interesting. And you'll be a leader. So that's why I think like it's not good to just like look at the person as who they are right now, but to kind of look at the potential. I mean, we can look at the, like the personality traits now also, but even to, to pay attention to the potential that person has and who they want to become and whether the person they want to become is in line with that job or is in line with, with the partner's goals for the future. Because I think if you're moving in this in a similar direction, that's like the most important thing. I don't know if I'm describing myself well, but of course you I got your point very well. And Pujix, any comments so far? No, I agree with that. I was I was gonna exactly say, and half of the reason, half of the extroversion part of me is inspired by, for example, your likes of you. So so yes, I did. So I could say when I was in uh, first grade, second grade, I was extremely extroverted. I got I got a little bit introvert. Uh, sorry, in, extremely introverted. I got a little bit extroverted as the time passed. But then the moment that I became super extrovert was in high school, and after I, I met you eventually, so it became actually much more aggressively extroverted was much more aggressively encouraged yes that's right you're right i i no way doubt the fact that we can change but pujix you and i know each other for over a decade now so imagine yeah. tomorrow somebody comes to me and says i want to work in this project with you or some i want to meet somebody and spend time with him or her and at that time i realize this person is extremely introverted Dude, I can't wait for 10 years for this guy to change himself, dude. Come on, man. I I got things to do. 
you know what you can do as a leader? You can put him in R and D, and you don't have to deal with him much. Oh, that's awesome. that's a great solution. <laughs> do an awesome job. So no, but my point is, my point is, it's fine to think of people again as like again, not as a personality type, but as a skill. If if that person has a skill of being an introverted, that's perfect. But it doesn't mean that he does. He has to be introverted in every aspect of his life. He or she. Yeah. Interesting. So, Floriana, you yourself, do you believe in the fact that people can change themselves? Because there are some, of course, a lot of these uh, pessimists believe that people never change. And uh, especially a lot of those pessimists tend to work in business and especially in sales, which I know plenty of them. And they believe that basically people never change. So do not try to change people. Now, I know this is too pessimistic, of course, and it tends to somehow ignore the fact that people can change. But from your perspective, do people change? And if they do change, how do they change and how long does it take them to change? Yeah. Um, so I, as I've gotten older, I've learned that people don't change and you can't change people. It's good to, to have that mindset. You have to accept people as they are and you have to, you're the only thing that you can change. Because I think when you start to think about changing somebody else and it's their fault and they should be like this and everybody else should be like this, that's a, that's a wrong mindset. I think you'll be really angry. So the right mindset to have is that people are the way they are. Wow. And I really think that um, people can change, but it involves going through suffering. And um, so, for example, like I said, my immigration experience, like I experienced bullying, I experienced being questioned a lot about who I was, not being trusted. And those experiences changed me a lot. And they wow. were really painful. But um, people don't usually change because people don't put themselves in difficult situations on purpose. Mm. People like, like are already struggling. So they tend to like just stay in their safety zone and not challenge themselves too much. And so they wow. tend to not. And that's why I think we're so attracted to people who like challenging themselves because those people grow the most and they're, they, they're always learning and they're always exciting to be around. Um, so, yeah, that's. That's, That's wonderful. It reminds me of a great, great friend of mine who always liked to say, challenge accepted. Pretty amazing to know about all of these things. So <laughs> for now, let's move on uh, back to you, Pujix, about the notion of uh, basically personality and so on and so forth. Before I go any further, do you have any questions that you would like to ask Floriana? Uh, well, me? That's right, because I felt like, because you guys know each other right now, basically. And do you have any questions before I move to the next part? No, no, I actually want to go to the next part because this one, this part was, was taking forever. <laughs> That's right. Fantastic. So now that we've talked about this aspect of change and whatnot, let us then talk about how to deal with different types of personalities. That's another important skill that we all have to have because let's be honest, as Floriana mentioned, people don't change. We should assume they do not change and this will then allow us to treat different people differently. But for now, you yourself, Pujix, do you find it easy yeah. to deal with people of different personality? I think I'm pretty good at, uh, you know, uh, coping with, uh, with, with every, like coping in general. And I think I'm, I'm very good at coping with people. It doesn't mean I'm going to spend a lot of time with a lot of different people. Of course, I have a core types of personality I, I tend to spend time with. But if I'm, if I'm stuck in a situation that I, I have to deal with people that are, are quite different than I normally would, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at, you know, uh, do, doing it for the uh, short period of time that I have to. Yeah. Fantastic. Floriana, how do you find it easy to deal with people with different personality? Even your career pathway, I don't know if you will have a lot of patients experience right now, if you're going to have a lot of patients come into your clinic or something, or you just want to focus on research. Um, 
I used to work at a psychotherapy clinic where I spoke to about 30 clients a day. In terms oh of boy, got to be pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I loved it. Um, it was tough in terms of that I was on the phone, but um, uh, in, I'm trying to think about it. Um, How easy is it for you to actually deal with different types of personality? It honestly depends on me. It depends on how vulnerable or self-conscious I'm feeling. I think usually when we're in a bad mood and we're, um, we're really harsh on ourselves, we tend to be more judgmental and more harsh on others wow. and be more affected by how others are interacting with us. And uh, so it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy for me and my personality type, but um, it's becoming better and better over time. And I think what's helped me the most is just realizing that there's different people and uh, some people have completely different moral uh, values from you and, um, and it's okay to be different. Um, and because I, like when I was, for a long time, I thought that there's like these uh, values that everybody should have because wow. I have. Tell me about it. <laughs> totally get it. But ultimately, because uh, generally speaking, I myself don't, uh, I, I really would have liked uh, myself to be a bit more uh, open-minded. Unfortunately, I tend to have a little bit of trouble in that regard in that I do tend to have certain beliefs and that are very strict. And I generally find it very hard to deal with people who have dramatically different belief systems than I do. So uh, I want to ask you guys right now about this this pathway, uh, because ultimately, if you're going to deal with a lot of people, two things will come up. Number one, different people with different personalities express their emotions differently, and they also have different expectations and different aspirations in life. So let's talk about first the emotions and the emotional aspect of it. An extroverted person has a different set of emotional needs than an introvert person and so on and so forth. So I want to know first about the difference in terms of how we ourselves, what types of emotions do we tend to experience more often? And then we'll talk about how to deal with those who might be different. So first, you Yipujiks, what types of emotions? And I heard in the English language alone, there are probably hundreds of words for different types of emotions, but what types of emotions do you experience on a regular basis? Uh, I, it's it's really hard to answer that, but one of the things that are super, uh, I think, interesting to me, it's not necessarily the most common, but one of the family, one of the top ones, I think is the, the excitement. Like, wow. I can, the thrill, excitement, man, the thrill, sort of, the adrenaline. The thrill, exactly. Love exactly. it. And, and, and I really enjoy that. It could be a thrill as a result of a, you know, dangerous or bad situation, but it could be also a thrill of actually solving a puzzle or something. So, wow. so I really, so that, and that's, that's one of the reasons that i do like challenges um adventure ad adventurous challenges Fantastic. and that's that being because you get the thrill if you're doing stuff if you're just sitting around watching that tv show you get an artificial level of that thrill sure maybe a little bit going through seeing the character going through some stuff so you are it depends uh, it depends on what kind of movies you're watching bro <laughs> <laughs> well so anything, so anything. It's anything. So you, you start right. sympathizing with the characters, 
right? You think you put yourself in, uh, in the shoes of the character, so you're basically imagining that thrill, and you get you get a little bit of that emotion, sure. But then, yeah, that that's probably the the, the biggest driver for me. I I really enjoy those thrills. Absolutely, as my father once said, the real thing is always better than the fake thing. That's so true, man. I agree completely. And let's <laughs> move true. on now to Floriana. What types of emotions do you tend to experience more often? Um. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm a, I'm a sentimental person. That's right. Um, so, for me, I think it's very important to feel emotion. So anything that makes me feel emotion is like very. Um, I find that very special and wow. it's very, like very important to me. Um, but I just wanted to add something to what uh, Puja was saying. Um, somebody once told me a quote um, that. Um, Happiness happens outside of your comfort zone. Wow. I don't know if it's exactly happiness, but let's say excitement, thrill happens outside of your comfort zone. Wow. And it's very true, I think. And I think because I like to feel emotions, I do take really big risks at times. And it's it's so nerve-wracking and it's exhausting, but the, the reward for it is totally worth it. Wow. I don't know if you... Do you feel the same, Pooja? Yeah, well, I agree with you. Like, um, you have to step out of the, as you mentioned, comfort zone that to basically feel a lot of things, honestly. Well, Trust me, this guy knows side. how to how to experience thrill and leave the comfort zone. I know about his routines. It's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, but that's a, that's a problem, though. People don't get out of the comfort zone because with that thrill comes, you know, the pain as well. Or, or as you mentioned, the exhaustion that exactly. comes with it, too. But then that's a that's a two faced coin. You can't get one face or, and don't get the other. It's just like you got to make a choice. So true, so true. It's like an NLP. They say there's the stick, and then there's the carrot. And ultimately, we are uh, moving towards pl- avoiding uh, pain and moving toward pleasure, basically. And the the yeah. key, of course, to effective change is indeed to be able to know how to how we can change our own emotional uh, basically associations. Speaking of that, in the last part of the show, I'm going to talk specifically about how we can change or improve uh, some aspects of our personality since we believe that we cannot change others but we do come with the assumption that we can change ourselves so let's start again with Pujix so Pujix first of all uh, is there any aspect of your personality you want to change right now? I really like to be less self-conscious, honestly. It's, wow. it's just annoying sometimes. I mean, it's it's nice that you look at yourself to improve but if it's, if it's over Sorry? You're the only person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I, well uh, whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, but that's the point. Like, if it's good to look at yourself and want to improve yourself. But then when it's too much, I think that's where you step into the realm of self, self-consciousness. And that's uh, that's what I do. Well, being self-conscious, I guess. Uh, that's where I don't want to be. Yeah. Fabulous. Right. Floriana, is there any aspect of your percentage you want to change? A lot, yeah. <laughs> Which one do you want to start first? Um... Well, lately now that I'm, um, I wish this is a very weird thing to say, but I've, I've been hearing this a lot from people in our generation. Um, the, the idea that I kind of want to care less and it's such, it sounds so bad and it's so, uh, it's so unthoughtful to say I want to care less, but in a way I wish my goal is to be able to, uh, present myself in a way where it's like, I'm not very vulnerable. Very so nice. I'm thinking of 
for like job interviews to be able to talk about yourself, but um, to not, I guess, to not feel self-conscious about it and to, to not take it personally and to be able to network with people because I'm always like, I'm always trying to be very genuine and uh, sometimes I wish I had more of a persona where I, I wasn't like always struggling to find, like, I just, I, I have a way that I interact with certain people. It's yeah. That's incredible. So now that we've just given some examples here, let us talk about the methods. All right. So you want to change some aspect of personality. Let's say Pujis wants to be less self-conscious. You'd like to become less vulnerable and more certain of yourself. So what can we do now? What's the solution? Because we know that the path to personality change is a long and difficult and uh, sometimes even excruciating path. So Pujis, what are your recommendations to our listeners? What could they do to be able to change their personality? I mean, no matter what that change that you're looking for is, I think one of the good good ways to go about it is exactly thinking about spe- stepping out of comfort zone, meaning uh, when you feel like not doing it because you feel self-conscious, say, it, you should actually do it. it it's hard. It's, uh, it's going to be not fun. You're not going to enjoy yourself, perhaps. And but but that's fine because it, it'll go away. Um, that 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 part. Like I have made such a progress that I can't even imagine wow. uh, myself like two years ago, say. But uh, but but at, but at this point, I'm I, I'm a much different person in this very respect. Amazing. But I still I think have room to improve. So 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 yeah. No matter what it is, you're if you're putting yourself in the ways of quote unquote harm in a, from from those those aspects. So if you don't feel self-confident if you feel like not giving a speech go give a speech that's what i'm trying to say basically so so that's essentially it like i'm not i i tend not to do this or do that because of something that i want to change do the opposite fantastic Uh go face the music and for rihanna what is your perspective as a psychologist and a psycho basically psychiatrist what is your perspective how could people change their personality i completely agree with uh, puja because it's it's really difficult when you don't know exactly the path or the, the skills you need to change yourself and or like to you know you have an idea of who you want to become but you don't really know how to get there but i think step number one is to stop overthinking it i think um and just to, to take that first step so um and to not take things too personally like even like if you're uh, if you really want to become a better presentations or speeches and you go and you do it and it turns out really terrible, uh, to, tr- to not give up after that, to go and try again. And like to be, I guess, to have a clear idea of who you want to become and what your goals are. Fantastic. And to just keep you mentioned a key word here, Florian, which I love, and that is goals. I firmly believe that success in every field, including changing your personality, is goals and all else is commentary. You want to set a specific goal. Whatever goal you set and you stick with it will eventually change your personality because you have to become a new person to achieve that goal. And I do agree with you completely. You need to set big goals. And by changing the kind of goals you want to go for, you will automatically change your personality. Pretty amazing discussion today. So we're running out of time now. Let's try to wrap up the show and reach a final conclusion. So Pujix, what is now your final thought after all of our discussion? So 
So yeah, I mean, um, we mentioned uh, we mentioned the uh, skill sets rather than personality types. I think I think I'm really more for that. Think of it as a skill. If you want to be, if you're an introvert and you want to be an extrovert or a little bit more extroverted, that's completely possible. I've yeah. I've seen that happen, uh, and and I I, don't, I I I mean I, I'm not saying there's one specific way, but definitely there are more ways. But one of the ways would be to actually put yourself through that pain that you feel when you're going into social uh, events or something similarly you can apply the same uh, example to anything else but i think i, I want to also add to the notion of uh, goal setting and i agree with both of you regarding goal settings and if possible i'm uh, extremely a fan of measurable goal settings because wow. then you can't really get get out of it like you can't say okay i think it was good like you can't really fool yourself that's right because it's measurable it's either you reached the number 10 for example or you didn't you can't really fool yourself that that well. Hey, as, buddy, as we all want to reach number tens. That's right. We all we're we're all shooting for tens, buddy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Fantastic. And for Rihanna, what is your final comment? How do you? Uh, what is your basically final thought? And how do you wrap up the show? Um, well, I'm I'm pretty much I I have the same conclusion as Pooja um, in terms of um, it's important to know who you are now. I guess because if you if you're not aware of who you are now, uh, it's hard to know who you want to become but I think the focus should always be on who you want to become and to try and work I mean to think you have to give it some thought but um, on how to get to from point A to point B and um yeah that's fantastic I love both of your final comments and to all our listeners brain plasticity exists you can change yourself it's not easy but it is definitely possible and, and hopefully you've learned a couple of great tips by listening to this show and if you're right now listening to us uh, on uh, web browsers please do us a favor and switch to itunes or google play that's a lot better dude come on who listens to these shows on freaking explorers or whatever we literally was checking the uh, the, the stats uh, earlier with uh, pujiks and i and i realized a lot of our listeners are listening via literally uh, web explorers dude just get one of these uh, apps itunes on iOS devices and Google Play and you can actually enjoy the programs and of course subscribe and get them as soon as they're available and that's all the time we have for thank you for being with us my name is Daniel Mulgan and this was Beyond the Present Podcast thank you thank you